Hello and welcome to Three Kitchens, a home cooking podcast. My name is Erin Walker, and I am co-hosting this episode with Sarah Soma Sundaram. Hello. And Heather Dyer. Hi. And today we are talking camping and cooking over campfire. We're going camping. <laughs> We're going camping. We are camping May long weekend in Alberta, which is the notorious weekend of like it Regrets. is currently what 26 <laughs> it's like it's 26 degrees and it will be snowing and below zero by the time we go camping i am convinced yeah. because this is may in calgary that's yeah. what happens in alberta yeah. yeah you take your chances it'll be fun no matter the weather also it's our first camping of the season i don't know have you guys been out yet no nope no okay so i kind of feel always a little thrown off by the first Mm -hmm. of the year because it's a lot of stuff to remember and bring and so i'm a person that keeps all my little lists and all my little books how do you guys plan for camping because we normally take our trailer Mm. but this time we're all staying in uh trapper's tents which will be fun, but it's kind of roughing it for me <laughs> because I won't have my <laughs> usual stocked trailer with my nice bed, with my duvet and, and refrigerator you know, yeah, and my bathroom <laughs> yeah. and kitchen, I, my two kitchens, my indoor kitchen and my outdoor kitchen. Stop. You're just, you're just bragging now. <laughs> yes. We know how wonderful your life is. And my children are like, why can't we have a trailer like them? Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. What do you mean your children? Talk about me. That's what I oh, see right. every time. Like, oh, I want a trailer. We're all moving out of our comfort zone, I guess. And we just yes. go camping once a year. Yeah. Right? Lucky so. for us, you you indulge us and camp with us once a year. <laughs> I do like yeah. camping. I know you guys are always <laughs> making fun of me saying, oh, Sarah, I guess, you know, okay. So I am a city person, guys. I, I am not for roughing <laughs> it, but I do like camping because I do like cooking yeah. outside. I love it. That's my favorite part. <laughs> you can't go camping and kind of fly by the seat of your pants. I know this because that's my typical nature, but you cannot do that when you camp because there's too many things mm. to forget that might be really important. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I have my list on Google Docs. So nice. every year I just refer to it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to do a, a meal together. And if we're going camping, then you know the book that we're going to be reading out of <laughs> is going to be Seven Fires because we're cooking with fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have gone through and we've got some meals planned out of it. Before we start with the recipes, why don't you let our listeners mm. know about Francis Mullen? Like he, if you w- have watched him on some cooking shows he really likes to cook over the fire mm-hmm. he's uh he's a chef from argentina specializes in fire mm-hmm. yeah and they yeah. cook in a lot of mm-hmm. fire if that is something that's common in argentina would you then describe francis malman as, as someone who sort of even takes that to another definitely level? because he takes it out into the forest and he explores a lot of what the indigenous people of Argentina where the cooking with fire comes from I think that's really cool how he pays homage to you know this is Argentine cooking from Argentine people it's almost like a traditional way that he's bringing it back and he's really celebrating that so and then he puts it in this cookbook and and gives us some ideas of how to do that ourselves we are talking cooking over the fire using some recipes from the great Francis Mallman and Sarah, you've chosen <laughs> a chicken recipe. Yeah. 
out of the cookbook. Would you like to start with that? Yeah. So as long as you can tell me how to pronounce this. So it's chicken chimeyun. 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 And I found this really interesting. So first of all, the picture in this book looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And all the ingredients look amazing, which is chicken, salt, lemon, rosemary, garlic, virgin olive oil, something called lemon confit that we're going to talk in a bit, and then a oil sauce. So I'm, I'm really excited to see you go after these. Yeah. So, you know, I always fillet my, my chicken. I think we all do it the same way. We take the spine out and then we sort of crack the, the breast uh, plate and we sort of lay it down flat, right? Is that how you do it? Is it called butterfly? Yeah, butterfly, butterflying or spatchcocking. I've heard it as spatchcocking. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's how I have always done it. Isn't that how you guys do it? Yeah. Or do I don't you do think it? I've ever actually spatchcocked a chicken. Oh. I chop up all my chickens all the time and use all oh, the pieces. Right. But I right. don't think I've ever actually taken okay. a whole chicken and cooked it spatchcock style. Okay. Ah. And I've only done it a couple, I think a couple times. I usually okay. just cook it the whole bird. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't. I usually spatchcock all my roast chickens because it cooks up faster and it browns up nicer for me, at least mm-hmm. for me, right? So, um, but this is the funny thing. In his, uh, in his recipe, in his episode, I was about to say, um, <laughs> he says, use some kitchen shears and split the chicken down the breastbone. Mm-hmm. And then open it out flat. So he does it the opposite way. And I oh. find that quite interesting. Um, and this might just be because he wants to utilize the entire bird. Right. Because well, this way the back stays on rather than having it snipped out. Taken out. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Then you season the chicken with salt, lemon, rosemary, and garlic. And I love the way he does this, this sort of this garlic into a paste and then just rub everything under the skin, which is something I do. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you set it aside. And hmm. um, he talks about putting it on a cast iron grill pan, but okay. we're going to do it on the fire. So I'm really excited about this because I like I feel like everything that's going into this chicken is, is tasty enough. Now we're going to have that nice smoky fire yep. going around it. And that's going to even deepen that flavor because the fire pit, I think, is going to get crowded fast. I think what we can do is we'll set this out directly beside the fire pit and shovel the coals from the pit underneath of our grill as we need mm-hmm. to maintain that heat. And I'm also going to bring a pan to cover it in case it's windy to help regulate that temperature a bit better around the meat. When we do put the chicken on our grill, it will be it will want it nice and smoking hot. Yeah. We'll kind of want to heat that area up. And then pop our chicken on. And I mm-hmm. will have uh, charcoal as well if we want to use ah, that. Cool. That might help keep the heat. And then we can just add maybe wood coals yeah. with it. I don't know. We can um, figure that out. So he does talk about placing the chicken skin side up on the heated grill. And uh, you cook it until it browns. So I, I'm take, I take it it's the inside of the chicken that's going to brown up. Oh. Right. And then let that cook through. And then at the end, you want to turn it around and you want that skin to crisp and brown up. Yeah. And the chicken to cook through for 10 to 15 minutes longer. Nice. So it'll be interesting to see how how fast this happens because it is chicken in the end. And Mm -hmm. I think chicken cooks fast, but it's got bones in it. So this is going to be interesting. I've never 
I, I'm really mm-hmm. interested to see how chicken cooks split the other way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're not done, guys, for flavor. Huh. Oh, no. <laughs> you cut this chicken up into serving pieces and you sprinkle it with. So let's talk about the sauce first, because that's easy. It's got parsley, garlic, olive oil, salt and pepper. Oh, and it's perfect. called the parsley, olive oil and garlic sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Pretty simple, right? <laughs> So you add it all together and then, uh, you know, I take it, it says the sauce can be refrigerated for up to four days, but I take mm. it the longer it kind of sits, it'll, it'll be more flavorful. Mm. Oh, yum. Yeah. But then you want to put this lemon confit into, mm-hmm. into the mix of this recipe. Yeah. And this is what is very interesting. So the lemon confit that he speaks about, um, it's got lemons, bay leaves, black peppercorns, olive oil dry white wine of course it had wine in it of course <laughs> salt <laughs> yeah and uh and so you cut the lemons in half you squeeze the juice out of it uh, you put it in a saucepan you add your peppercorns and bay leaves and then you boil these lemons over medium low heat for about 25 minutes oh okay and you remove mm-hmm. the lemons from the heat and you're separating that lemon. So you just want the outer layer of this lemon because oh, I think the right. inside part of it is bitter, right? So you want to carefully make sure that there's none of that white stuff on these lemon strips that you're going to now start peeling off this lemon, which I'm like, how much time is this going to take? <laughs> but I'm willing to do oh, it. So you're getting get like a purified concentrated zest zest yeah in strips it's like a from the inside out (laughs) it's like a poached zest strips yeah (laughs) but it's confit which sounds listen with a french name you know it's going to be something a little bit complicated totally totally once you even like strip that lemon peel off he says you know get like a kind of a sharp knife and and make sure you scrape every bit of that white part of the Mm. (laughs) lemon peel off let me try my best guys it might yeah. be a little bitter if I, oh, I, if think I lose it'll, patience. It'll be good no matter what. I'm quite sure. Yeah. And then you put these strips of lemon zest in a container and you cover it completely with olive huh. oil. How long can those last for? Does it say? It does. Uh, in the refrigerator for a week. Oh, huh. all so that, that sounds interesting to me. Yeah, I, I'm excited to do it for the first time I mean it depends how much work that takes I might not I might just zest it next time if I really like this right which would be fine too to just wait it it. great yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. oh I'm excited about this and I'm really glad that you spatchcock chickens Sarah and you know all about that because well but not his way but yeah no but you you're used to cooking one that's flattened out I don't think I've ever cooked it like that it just browns up it just cooks faster yeah. Like mm, your technique mm. is not different, really, aside from flattening it out. Ah, right. Wouldn't you say? But I think the result is different. Yes, because, the result is different. Because it roasts mm-hmm. up. Like, you know how the bottom of it, if you don't spatchcock chicken, like the bottom of it doesn't roast up the same mm-hmm. way as the top. Mm-hmm. You don't get the nice crispy skin on the. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. Yes. And, yeah. I think this is going to do really well over the fire. I'm really, really mm-hmm. excited about the flavors. That's yeah. my total motivation here. I'm very excited. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to prep the chicken, but you're really going to take the reins on the cooking, right? Because I have never. We're all going to be doing it together. I want to help. We're all doing it together. We're all going to be in there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I want, I want to be part of it, but I, I'm definitely, you're, you're, you're taking to, you're leading this. No, don't. No, I feel like the best part of this is you get to, you're like, you never just like put it in the oven and walk away when you're at a fire, right? You always have to be like, keeping your eye on the coals and oh, feeling yeah. the temperature and adjusting yeah. the levels and lid yeah. on, lid off. Heather, you are taking on these roasted veggies. I've made roasted veggies with salt-preserved lemons from mm-hmm. a previous episode. And I have this wonderful cast iron camping Dutch oven. It's a big, heavy Dutch oven with a lid. Mm. And well, there's different ways you can cook with it, but the only way I've used it so far is where you have charcoal briquettes you put some underneath the pot and you put some on the lid on the top of the pot and it creates an oven because the heat's coming from the top and the bottom and the number of briquettes will determine your temperature essentially although I don't think it's an exact science I'm gonna say it's gonna depend a lot on the weather your environment um oh yeah I don't know I think it's it probably varies although I do have a a rough guide and I'm like, well, I'll just, we'll guess. But it's usually about say 10 to 15 on the bottom. Okay. Or, or just a big pile of them. Like you kind of just, just pop your pot on top. (laughs) (laughs) The number on top is where it kind of varies depending how much more heat you want coming down onto the food. Right. But I also just acquired a tripod that hangs the pot over the fire. I think probably for roasted vegetables. Um, I think we'll want the briquettes. I think we'll want that oven, but I was going to just quickly (laughs) share with you. So the brand of this tripod is called Camp Chef. Okay. And um, it's all outdoor cooking stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, it came with a catalog. Yeah. I'm going to look at all this. Yes. You know, awesome stuff. And it's like smokers and barbecues and electric grills and propane stoves. This could be a bad path to go down. (laughs) They've already got my money. Pizza (laughs) ovens and grills and griddles and like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know if you can see Uh who's on the cover of it. It's just dudes. Okay. Dudes. Men. Oh, and all right. We got to change that. There is men, even the hands. If all you see is hands, it's a dude's hands. Like there's one picture of a woman with a little camp stove and there's one picture of a family and all the, the girls are roasting marshmallows. Oh, okay. And That's the, nice. And, yeah. And the how man cute. looks like he's sort of instructing them on like what to do. No, and this I'm is like, how you roast it. Yeah. On a little propane fireplace that they're using. And I just thought this is false advertising. People are going to think now my husband is going to cook. Like if I buy all these things, and go camping or, or in the backyard. My husband's going to suddenly take up smoking meat and grilling food. And no, like, no, no, that is not and the that's case. That's so not the case. I just thought I was laughing to myself with all these guys doing all the cooking in here. Like, I'm sure I know there are plenty of men who grill and smoke meat and do all this stuff, but there's like no woman cooking in this entire catalog. There are plenty of women who do it too. It does seem a little bit exclusionary to, yes, there is sort of a stereotype that the person on the grill is the man and that it's the yeah. man's domain. Okay. So Heather's going to roast these uh, amazing vegetables. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to put them in the Dutch oven. We're going to yes. make sure the temperature is good. And then we're going to like 
leave them there. Yeah. Yeah. For a while to cook. And and what kind of veggies are we going to use? Any ideas? Sure. I was thinking, you know, root veggies like potatoes and maybe yam, um, carrots, butternut squash is really good with that lemon. A little bit of a relief for me because I thought you guys were going to say beets. And I was going to be like, ah, crap, I got to eat beets (laughs) again. (laughs) The thing is, because we know you don't like beets, beets tend to sort of permeate the whole mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. When they're mixed with other stuff, everything turns into a purple beet yes. tasting. Yeah. So everything I wouldn't do that beet. to you. I did do some beets roasted with the lemon though, and it was mm, pretty darn good. good. I mean, I like it. I would put beets, if it was just us, Aaron, we'd <laughs> yeah. probably throw some beets in there. But but we know, Sarah, so you're, you're good. Yay. We won't throw even a little tiny one in. <laughs> no, not even a tiny beet. <laughs> yeah, I've done my part eating a lot of your beet recipes and I've enjoyed them. I just, you know, they're not my, what do you say? Favorite. Yeah. <laughs> you're very polite. Thank you, Sarah, for tolerating us. I am going to take on what they call in Argentina meat. Mm. <laughs> chicken's not meat. Chicken's right. chicken. But beef is meat. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to cook um, something called a skirt steak. I have not yet received the skirt steak from the butcher shop, but they have guaranteed me that I will get a single piece long and and stretched out somewhere between two to four pounds is what they usually get. And that's exactly what's called for in his recipe. Nice. I feel good mojo going into this, into this meat exploration because this one looks scary. Can I just say that? The picture looks so <laughs> like fun, but at the same time, it's like, ooh, never done it that looks before. Amazing, but intimidating <laughs> yeah. as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so this long, not you know, not too thick steak. It's thin, pretty thin. It's a thinner steak. Mm-hmm. Is uh, how do you describe this, Heather? It it's like threaded onto a quite a long stick mm-hmm. yes threaded onto a a carved long yeah. branch so a branch yeah. that has had its bark outer bark removed and it is then supported beside the fire that is cooking yeah. it apparently only takes a few minutes per side to cook yes like this whole baby should be done in 10 minutes yeah, yeah. because it's thin <sighs> and you don't want it too well done or anything uh, you want it seared and caramelized on both sides it's a cooking method called alavara yeah. and mm. it is indigenous in northeastern argentina is what he says and so it is the perfect cooking method for when you are on a hike or camping okay all you need is a knife and a match because you're just carrying two pounds of skirt steak in your backpack <laughs> <laughs> was it in this story or was it in his um chef's story um show but he where he talks about being like a six-year-old and going <laughs> off like hiking and camping and he and his friend or his cousin or somebody would cook it like that I'm like like I'm thinking of one of my kids yeah, it was in the book yeah, yeah 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 and they threading yeah. it and cooking it over a fire yeah. and caramelizing it and like oh my gosh yeah that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> okay you're good <laughs> so I have trimmed my trees in the backyard I have some apple trees that I trimmed two nice fresh green branches off of I have debarked them and trimmed them and put them to a point on the end I'm sitting in my yard carving sticks with my kids is what this essentially (laughs) that's all right that's turned into and so I've got two because you can't be 
too prepared is my right. thought. Yeah. Good plan. And so those apple trees will hopefully they're a thick wood. They're a hardwood. They shouldn't flavor the meat in any bad way. And because they were both green, they should be strong, wet, wet, wet and right. resistant to being burnt Getting up during burnt. this process. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think we're good for that. His picture shows, cause this is just the thing. This is just the chef he is. He's got these two sticks that are like a Y-shaped stick. So kind of like a big slingshot that he's got yeah. jabbed in the ground that are supporting this huge piece of meat on it. It's so it's so photogenic. It is so amazing. We're not going to be that photogenic, ladies. I've got some rebar because we're at a campsite. The ground is going to be hard packed gravel. Yeah. So I have got yeah. rebar that I'm going to be able to pound into the ground using a hammer. And I'm going to create two X's and we've got wire to tie around. Nice. Oh, gotcha. Kind okay. of decide where yeah. that crosses to kind of right. tighten or lower the meat. Nice. And then we'll suspend it. That is my hope. I'm telling you my goals so that we can laugh at my plans later. That's, <laughs> you know, the best laid plans. <laughs> Or or it works and it's or it's fantastic. amazing or it works. <laughs> anyway, it sounds like it's it sounds like a great plan. I think it's going to work. I think we can yeah. do this. It's not like it has to be up there for a long time. Like you said, it cooks no. quickly, so it just has to stay up long enough to cook the steak and then off it comes. <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And so I think using this rebar is going to work. It. It says you want to cook it at even medium heat, but not having any flames touch it. So we need a long line of consistently burning pretty tall logs or coals against this meat for 10 minutes. Yeah. Burning a hot, consistent fire for 10 minutes is actually kind of a challenge. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, super intimidated by how that's going to go. But I mean, if nothing else, we're going to have a great story and it's going to look awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I don't Hopefully think you can... it'll taste good too. Yeah. I don't think you can screw it up. I mean, maybe one piece is a little more cooked than mm. another. Like, you know, we might just get some variety in the doneness, exactly. you know, exactly. I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm really excited about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this all sounds so good. I also think just to add in at the end that I can make biscuits at the fire. Mm. Ah, okay. I sometimes bake on my barbecue. And I find it really easy to bake some of these quick breads that have to be baked at high heat. I'm wondering if I can take some coals and I can line that grill on top with tin foil and put some mm-hmm. coals on top of that grill. Yeah. Okay. And then have coals at the bottom and then maybe stick the biscuits in between and have like a fire above and below it. Yes, I've seen that done. I, can't, I don't know if it was biscuits. It was probably something else cooked mm. kind of in between there, but I've seen that done. It was probably over the fire cooking on Instagram. That guy has oh, some amazing yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. And he knows so all the techniques. Yeah. Yeah. It is so mesmerizing, <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we've got all these really intense things <laughs> to pull off yeah. while we cook dinner. I think it's going to work out whatever it is. I, I know with skirt steak, cause I cook a lot of skirt steaks you want it to be quick mm-hmm. and you want to sear it. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to go any past that moment, like a sear, good sear and a quick cook, because the worst that can happen to a skirt steak is it's tough. So what? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if that happens, yeah. so we yeah. eat yeah. some tough meat, like, right. Oh, like it's still going to be delicious. Yeah. yeah. Saturday guys, big cook off. Yeah. I am going to be feasting we're having mm-hmm. our, our first 
asado as three kitchens. Ah, yeah. That's exciting. Exciting. So we we are going to be the cooks, you know, we are going to take over the fire pit. We're going to do some really fun and exciting things. I'm, I'm so pumped about this. We should take a picture of us and send it to that catalog people what did you say what oh yeah (laughs) it's not just men who do this camp chef I love it how they're just standing around and it's a propane grill and they're just having a great time and drinking that their beer and their solo cups and they're just look at them standing there in like the mountains and looking all like they're having a great time no not a woman in sight I'm not sure where the women are but (laughs) they're actually cooking the women are actually cooking the food behind the camera because the women, the women were like, just watch this for a minute while I run to the bathroom, because that's what it ends up. I've been so Let's busy. Let's take a picture quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guys are like, hey, take my picture. Oh, God. So funny. Come join us around the fire pit. All right. Totally. Cooking over the fire? That's hot. It's very good. Did you know you can cook bacon over the fire on a kebab skewer? Follow us on our Facebook or Instagram pages at Three Kitchens Podcast, where we'll be posting and sharing our favorite camping food tips and tricks. See you around the fire. Fire and food. Yum! We're back. We are a little bit smoky, (laughs) a little bit damp, and well-fed. Well-fed. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it was so good. It was really like, I think some of the best camping food I've had. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, it was, it was so good. It was a pretty amazing um, setup. Yeah, I was really impressed with how well it it all and it all disappeared so fast. So not fast. a single leftover in sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it took a little longer than we planned. Right. Maybe so, that's why everyone was so hungry. <laughs> but it was good. It was fantastic food. Yeah. It was gourmet. <laughs> gourmet. <laughs> oh boy. Let's start with yeah, the chicken prep. So chicken yeah. prep was easy. Cracked it open from the breast plate. Right. Did you use shears or a knife? I used shears because I didn't want to ruin my knife. <laughs> so um, and then what I did was just to flatten it a little more because mm-hmm. we wanted a good sear on both sides, I sort of cracked a couple of joints just to kind of to make sure that it laid flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was easy. The marinade was so easy. And, uh, you know, as I was making it, I just wanted to eat it raw. Mm. <laughs> it Ew. <was> so delicious. <laughs> you mean the chicken or the marinade? The chicken. Ew. It smelled so good with that, oh, that okay. big bulb of garlic. Yeah. All minced up. Um, instead of the salt and the lemons, guess what I did? I marinated it in salted lemons, <laughs> the preserved lemons that uh, uh, we keep coming yes. back to. Of course. Yep. So I took a whole bunch of juice and I sort of put it under the skin and I made mm. sure that there was enough. I think, I think it was salted well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I wrapped it up in plastic wrap to keep all the juices and marinade in. Yeah. And I brought it camping. For the sauces, that parsley sauce that we spoke about, I just threw it into a food processor. Okay. Got it all chopped up. Easy peasy. And then we talk about the lemon confit. Yes, I, you know, 
I had quite a bit of it. I took big scoopfuls of it. Yeah, it was good, right? It was really tasty. So it was really I found tasty. it was good, but I think it would have been just as good to have zest. Like, I'm not sure that I found it like exceptional. I preferred the parsley, olive oil and garlic yeah. sauce because it had yeah. garlic in it. Like I knew mm. as soon as I made it that that was going to be my my choice. Um, the lemon confit, it, it's really interesting. I, I, I would try it out if you enjoyed those tastes. Right. So you put lemon in water with bay leaves, peppercorns, um, a little bit of olive oil and white wine, and you bring it to a boil and then you simmer it for a little while to soften the lemons. Right. And you take the lemons out as we spoke about, and you want to scrape out all that white part of the lemon and sort of keep the zest. Um, This part (laughs) was not my favorite because the (laughs) lemons were so oily. Okay. And juicy to remove it was it was a real mess. Okay. And, And you know, in the end, you yield very little, like a very small part of the lemon. Mm-hmm. right it's just the it's just the zest part that's mm-hmm. in strips and I thought it was really cool but it, I again it didn't blow me away mm-hmm. so I don't know if I'll yeah. do it again I might but it, it looked blow me really away. nice though like having yeah. those little strips of lemon on yeah. that chicken it looked yeah. very cool I would eat that chicken in a restaurant that chicken was restaurant quality it was, it was good fantastic oh. and I would yeah. definitely make that chicken again and yeah. I think I think I would crack the chicken that way from now on because you get to eat the entire chicken. Yeah. So we we set up a, a grilling stand, like we mentioned, uh, just outside of the fire pit because mm-hmm. the fire pit was too small and too yeah. tall to really set our chicken in. And mm-hmm. so we had to bring the coals out. And I was not prepared for how many coals it was going to take to heat the ground and the grill and everything so that we could cook that chicken. So it definitely took quite a bit more time. I'd say maybe 30 minutes per side we cooked it. Would that be a reasonable guess? 30 minutes per side plus another 15 minutes. So it took about an hour and 15 minutes to do. Um, But, you know, once it started going, once that heat started going, I think it it was the initial trying to warm it up because it was quite cold the night before. Yeah. Trust me, I remember. I <laughs> yes, was freezing. It, it was. <laughs> we all remember this, that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and so I think it, it took a while to to warm it up, but once it started going, it cooked beautifully. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really right? did. And we had that lid on top, like a pan on top, to yeah. mm-hmm. kind of keep the heat in, like a, an oven. Yeah which I think made a big difference too. Made a big yeah. difference. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, 30 minutes, we flipped it. It was seared and browned oh. on one side. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. And the smell, um, we'd be walking around oh, the fire yeah. and all of a sudden you'd get a waft of the smell. And I think all of us were just yeah. stop and be like, oh my smell God. Smell the chicken. You guys come here and smell the chicken. smell the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so it was good. So, good. <laughs> so after 30 minutes, we flipped it. And we put and then, it skin side up first. Right. Yeah. And then we flopped the skin onto the grill when we flipped it. Right. And then we had to sort of readjust where the coals were mm-hmm. placed because I think we had to sort of move it toward the outer edges of the, yeah. the uh, yeah. chicken because that wasn't cooking as... Yeah, the, the legs, legs looked yeah. like they weren't cooking as quickly. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. then when we did, it cooked beautifully. 
Mm. And then we left it on for 15 minutes more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 45 minutes, basically, on the other side, uh, just to make sure that the chicken was cooked through. And it yeah. was. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Yep. And then That's- we threw the sauces on and. Yeah. Chopped, um, drizzled yeah. and devoured. <laughs> devoured. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And it was really tender inside. Did you notice tender yeah. and juicy inside and seared on top? Oh, so good. I'm going to make this on my barbecue. Absolutely. Mm. No mm-hmm. question. I was eating off to the side behind everyone else. Everyone had been served because, you know, that's how it is for the cook, right? Everyone gets served and then you yeah. get your stuff. Yeah. yeah. I had uh, one of the chicken thighs that I was munching into yeah. and it was dripping down my chin. <sighs> I was like a small child and Heather, your husband caught me and he said, oh, now I know why you don't eat with the rest of us. <laughs> yourself. <laughs> I could not have manners. I had to just. Oh, so good. So good. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Yummy. And Heather, those vegetables. You had a huge, huge amount of vegetables. Huge amount. (laughs) And they were gone. Like, I don't think there was a carrot left in the pot. I scraped out some of the bottom stuff at the end. That's the best part. Every bit out. So we started with the veggies because we wanted them to we thought they would take the longest Mm -hmm. and really what what we ended up doing was putting the dutch oven on the coals Mm -hmm. the veggies inside the coals on top more briquettes on top Mm -hmm. and it just we just left it there while we did the meat and so i think it was probably an hour and a half i would maybe like i i wasn't really paying attention but it was a little longer than the chicken because we started them and then we focused on the chicken right yeah so maybe an hour and a half and i think i opened it maybe twice to kind of have a peek inside and Mm-hmm. and add a bit more heat to the top. I realized we didn't heat up the ground when we did that. So I assume a lot of the heat from those coals went into the ground at the beginning, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. why I think they took as long as they did. Yeah, but it didn't matter. It was perfect because mm-hmm. we didn't have to think about them. It was like a crock oh, pot, yeah. set it and forget it. We just yeah, put totally. it there. And there was a point, I think we added a few more coals around the bottom of it. around the outside just from the fire but all that was in there was carrots yams those little new potatoes and a bag of frozen butternut squash yes uh, which was much smaller so what ends up happening is the squash kind of turns into mash like you almost have a mash squash with the other pieces of veggies which I think Mm. is so good because it's like a like it's almost like a soup with vegetables in it almost but it's not too liquidy it's like mashed squash with these other mm. veggies. And I put in one whole salted lemon. So, right. I mean, they're small lemons. <laughs> uh, I used mainly the inside of the lemon because they hadn't been in the salt for, I think, only like six days. And I didn't, I found the peel felt a bit tough still. Right. Yeah. Um, probably would have been, given the amount of time in there, it probably would have been fine just to use the whole thing. But I just tossed that in there, maybe like a quarter cup of butter and some pepper. And that's it. And they were perfect. So good. So good. Yeah. And how did lining the pot work? Because we lined your pot with tinfoil and then with parchment Mm -hmm. and then put all the veggies in. Did that make your cleanup easier? Was it? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It worked really good. The pot had like, there was a little bit of butter. Yeah. Like in the bottom of the pot, but that's okay for cast iron anyways. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, So we just gave it a quick scrub with water and that was it. When it was done, it was so easy. Yeah. 
And another thing that I found really cool that I didn't realize until we were at the campsite is your cast iron pot has little feet or little mm-hmm. legs on it. Yeah. So it doesn't crush your coals. Like it actually sits up a little bit from your coals. Yeah. It's designed that way. Yeah. If you're going to buy one, yeah. make sure it has feet. Yeah. Find a pot with feet. Yeah. That was like the easiest oh. thing ever. Mm-hmm. If you need a, a big side dish, put it in a Dutch oven and just forget about it. Two themes that seem to be recurring with the chicken <laughs> and the veggies. One is warm up the ground. Takes yes. a little longer than you realize, right? Um, mm-hmm. So for next time, we'll know yes. this, right? We'll know to start a little earlier. Yeah. And a few more coals. A few yeah. more coals. And uh, the second theme is that we just, any excuse to use salted lemons, like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Condiment of the year. Yeah. It was so good. And our families, plus one other family, they were even like, what was in those vegetables? Because Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so simple. You maybe can't pinpoint what that is. No. But it just gives a really nice flavor to it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be 70 going... Oh my God, we're oh. running out of preserved lemons. Let's go to the <laughs> store and buy more. Do you like my 70 year old voice? I like it. Oh my God. <laughs> and then the steak, the meat. Oh yeah, this was fun. This yeah, was that was fun. really fun. I ended up getting two and a half pounds of steak. So it wasn't a huge one. It could have been up to four pounds and I'm really glad it wasn't more. It was the perfect amount, I think. Yeah. Especially for the size of the fire. Yeah. You know, if it had been any longer, it would have been really hard to manage over that. Mm-hmm. Fire pit. Yeah, I agree. The stick worked fine. We didn't have to worry about the stick breaking at all. It was nope. strong. It held. Yeah. Yeah. The rebar, because the fire pits were so tall, like I should have measured how tall those fire pits were, yeah. but they were a really challenging fire to keep your coals hot in because there was very little air coming in through the side. Like it had what? Mm-hmm. Two, two holes yeah. shaped holes that yeah. were maybe like an inch. They were so yeah, it was ridiculous, really. Uh, it it wasn't it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> I feel like we ran out of coals. Actually, we did run out of coals because mm-hmm. at one point I went over to the other campsite where the other fire was going that the children were around, and I stole <laughs> coals. Yeah, and yeah. brought them over to our site. So we needed more heat. Mm-hmm. We yeah. needed better pit management. And you know, Heather, you brought that, you brought that wonderful birch wood and we put that log on, but not soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really disappointed that I didn't get on that sooner. I, I think I, I lost track of for next time we were learning <laughs> as we were going. Right? Yeah. 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 It wasn't the thing that I realized that was gonna, gonna make it or break it. So I felt like a lot of our expectation before we went in terms of the steak was that, oh, it's going to overcook maybe, and we're going to have tough parts. But instead, we had not enough heat, I would say we didn't really get it to caramelize or no, it wasn't seared. But uh, and it was only really cooked on the outside, like the inside was, it was very rare. Was it? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Rare. No, no. Oh, I didn't my think so. Really rare. Was it bleeding on your plate? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I had Mine some really not. rare pieces. Like yeah. it was red inside and, and cooked on the outside, but it wasn't seared. You're right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I like that kind of, maybe that's why I, I liked it. Cause I, I like to eat my steak kind of undercooked. <laughs> I'm a savage. 
<laughs> we were trying to have it kind of next to the fire over coals, but I think we could have actually had some flame yeah, on that it. to get that mm-hmm. sear. Yeah, I think we were afraid of having fire touching it, but I think we next time would try yeah. that a little a little bit. I would definitely try it again because I would like yeah. to see if we can. I think doing all three things was kind of a challenge, but I would yes. like to see if we can, um, if I could cook another piece of red meat again over the fire like that. Cause it was yeah. very yep. interesting. Really enjoyed that. Totally. And then at the very end with my campfire hands, I made us some biscuits <laughs> and those worked out just kind of how I, how I hope so. That was cool. I liked that was how really fun. you put the foil on that little half grill thing that is on the fire pit and then put fire on top of it. Yes. And we had coals underneath the pan with the yeah. biscuits on and it created this oven and it was so cool. Everyone look at the pictures because it really is. Totally. It was really cool. And they were great. Yeah, like, they, they baked up good. quick and they were yummy. Yeah, totally. We heated Perfect. some the next morning. We did have a few biscuits left. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the kids didn't get a biscuit because he had filled up on everything else. And so in the morning he was at our fire and he said, oh, do you have any more biscuits left? And I said, I do. So I heated one up the next morning on the fire and he's like, oh, this is so good. So oh, they, were, <laughs> they were so good. Yeah. That what a great was, idea. Yeah. Everything was delicious. But, you know, my favorite thing, and I think I would definitely do this again, even though I love the chicken. That was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, camping. I'm going to try making that skirt steak Yeah, that way. Um, yeah. It was so unique. Uh, you know, it's, it was just the perfect thing to do for camping. Yeah. That roast chicken might not be the perfect thing to do for camping. You can do that at home, but that mm-hmm. skirt steak was meant for camping. It was meant for the great outdoors kind of yes. deal. Right. So totally it's very doing that raw again. and rugged, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Francis was right. <laughs> Francis was right. You need Francis a match. was right. Listen, just you carry your steak. Yeah. You match in your knife, steak. right? Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm carrying skirt steaks with me every time I go out. <laughs> it's so good. I've also seen it where, you know, those um, like a fork that you'd use for wieners or whatever right. on the fire and it's yeah. two pronged, yeah. long two pronged fork. And you put it on that so that it's a bit more flat, like mm-hmm. stable. And then you can flip it, Yeah, yeah. you know, hold it in one hand and kind of flip it. Whereas the single mm. stick, it was almost like you had to have two people because you need to hold it on either side, right? right. It didn't balance too great. That was something yeah, it was, that um, would need a little more finessing. <laughs> maybe if you had two sticks or something, like just to stabilize it so it's yeah. flatter, you can get the sear on both mm-hmm. sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it was still so good. fantastic. Yeah. I'll totally yeah. do that again too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Totally. I'm glad you want to do that again because I want to yeah. try and play more and I need... Yeah. I definitely would say like, you kind of need a party to do this because you need the people. Like we were all just buzzing around that fire for Mm -hmm. quite a while, getting it. Trying to move coals around, adding more wood, checking on the chicken. I need a glove. Oh, my oven mitts are destroyed, but I don't care. Where's the tongs? (laughs) Who's got a fork? Oh, it was so fun. It was fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like definitely a camping must have for me now that skirt steak and cooking mm-hmm. it that way must have awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and you less cleanup because you don't have to worry about a grill you've just got the stick mm-hmm. all you can mm-hmm. do is then take it off cut it up 
And if it's just your family, you can do a smaller piece, which is, you know, super quick. And then no smaller pieces. If you're like always a big slab of meat, (laughs) just go with the big piece of meat and eat until you can't eat anymore and then eat a bit more. (laughs) And you could, if you just put the leftovers in your cooler the next day, you've got sandwiches. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So out of all four things that we made, the skirt steak, which I'm like just so excited about, um, was the simplest. Yeah. Yeah. It was extremely simple. Well, I would argue the veggies are pretty darn simple too. Yeah. You just need, if you had the briquettes and you've warmed them up, you can just set it aside. Yeah. I suppose I mean simplest in the sense that you didn't really need a big setup. You know what I mean? You didn't need to warm up the pot and like, yeah, you just had the fire going and we were good to go. Yeah. 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 But everything was delicious guys. So thank you. It is our first of many asados for three kids. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Ooh. Also our friend Aaron brought us red wine. Yeah. And I think that was like, after we'd been Mm -hmm. cooking and like so busy for a couple hours and then you sit down, especially with that steak, I felt like the red wine was like the perfect thing with it. I really enjoyed that little glass of wine I had Mm -hmm. with it. It was Mm. awesome. Yeah. Such an experience. Do the skirt steak. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Try any one of these things while you're camping, while you're at home, all four of these worked great. So let's, let's do this in your backyard next time, Erin, so that I don't have to go camping again this year. (laughs) That's important. The invitation's open. (laughs) If I overindulge, I'll be calling a taxi. (laughs) The two errands should totally take a skirt steak in their backpack. When they oh. go on their backcountry. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't really feel like being a beacon for bears <sighs> and other carnivores. So I think I'm going to keep this. Oh, carrying the steak. That's yeah. true. But you okay, know, maybe do they have bears in Patagonia? Because then I'll hike all over the place with my skirt steak and not worry about it. No idea. <laughs> I'm going to go visit Francis. <laughs> to show up with my skirt steak my match and my knife look what i have <laughs> i will be instant friends i promise francis you got the wine i got this the meat we're good to go all right join us next time bye, bye. And now for the fine print. You can find recipe information and photos on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. Why don't you leave us a comment? Give us ideas for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you like and subscribe and follow, all of those things help other people find us. My favorite camping food was the biscuit. My favorite was the chicken.